Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to Wake Up Hollywood with Nikki Corula and Eddie Pence, right here on LA Talk Radio. This is your host with the most, Nikki Carulla, with another quarantine episode of Wake Up Hollywood. We have a very special guest tonight, a total badass in his own rights, Emmy winning, and currently not one, but twice nominated Emmy for this year, makeup and special effects artist, Alexi Dimitriev. Did I say that right? Yeah, man, spot on. Thank you. Hey, how you doing, Nicole? I'm good, man. I'm good. We both have a lot of consonants in both our first name and last yes. name, so it can be confusing, yeah. man. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's cool to be here. It's such an honor, man. I'm so excited. You have quite the bio, first of all. You've done some crazy cool stuff, and yeah. um, I want to just ask you real quick, like, what was your moment of zen, like, in the beginning? How did you get involved or want to do special effects? What what was the movie that kind of did it for you? You know, I, I have a I have a, a little bit of a different path with it all because I just kind of fell into the job itself. Like I I wasn't I wasn't a guy making masks when I grew up. I wasn't I didn't I didn't come from that. I was actually a musician, and so I was playing oh, in a band wow. and and uh, we we went on we were on the Warp tour and mm-hmm. back when Volcom Entertainment had a uh, that's awesome had, yeah had a, a record label me and my band were on Volcom Entertainment for a what minute what was the name of the band like, All or Nothing that All was that nothing. was my yeah play guitar was, so, yeah I played guitar and I was awesome. singing at the end as well so that's um, awesome dude yeah so so I was I was playing in the band and I was working at a grocery store and um and I just kind of was asking people around for another job I just think I, I needed out of there and. One guy was like, "Hey, give this give this dude a call," and I ended up, and it just happened to be uh, Greg Canham's. Uh, it was it was a captive audience, which was old Canham Creations, and it just happened to be like a three time Academy Award winning special effects makeup shop. Wow. And so I was like, "Oh, this is uh, you know, I mean, I, I showed up zero green, knew nothing about anything, and I was like, oh, this is cool, man." And so uh, I was told that I could go to set and make free sandwiches. And I was like, hey, I'm in. Sign me up. (laughs) So do you remember the first gig where you were like, oh, this is what is the gig? You know, like, what is the heart and soul of it? Yeah, uh, I I first started out as a a runner, just as a PA. So my job was to take the prosthetics to... um, to, to set so then the makeup guys can apply them. And my, my very first job was to uh, deliver uh, the fat makeup suit, uh, 
fat makeup appliances and second stuff to it. My bride and you, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Dude, that's amazing. So, so that was my, my, like my first day of the job was driving down to Universal Studios and handing them stuff. And, uh, and I made a free, I made a sandwich. You better bet I made that sandwich. <laughs> what and, was the sandwich um, you made though? I'm a big uh, man, fan of sandwiches, dude. You know, at the time it probably would have been like just a lot of like, salami or something like that salami hey, hey, and that, turkey hey, or something that's roots man that's yeah. roots. <laughs> so so uh, were you were you like intrigued by the process were you kind of like weirded out by it because it's, it's like such an alive art form that it just has to catch you off guard because you don't see that stuff every day you know? oh yeah definitely i mean at the shop too you're just surrounded by just an an, an enormous amount of talent uh guys that are you know, I had Glenn Hans sculpting in the back and he's a, he's a great, he's an amazing sculptor and he's been doing it and he was like always sculpting these really cool maquettes and all this stuff. And so I just, I probably drove everybody crazy there cause I was just constantly asking all these questions and everything. But, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it was, it was just, you know, just kind of like, wow, this is really cool. This is how it's all done. And so I just kind of dove into it, you know, like, Hey, yeah. Asking questions, learning about it. And then, you know, uh, after a couple of years, I started, you know, doing more stuff in the shop, making molds, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, and then we ended up doing a show called black white, which was on, I believe it was on the FX channel and it was produced by ice cube. And that was a non-union show. I was doing makeup on it and it flipped union. And, um, and wow. that's how I, that's how I got in. And, uh, and Brian and Will and Keith ended up winning Emmy for the show there's too many of us to be on the all on the ticket but uh but yeah my very first show and uh i got into union and yeah it was it was pretty cool but that was about uh that was about maybe five or six years after i started at the shop I think what maybe, i really maybe, respect is like you started on like the lower rung of the ladder you just yeah. get away you, you out of that way so I respect the process so much, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I learned a lot. I, at the time I didn't learn it all very well, you know? And, and, uh, but, uh, but, but it was really, it was a, it was definitely worked, put in my work there and worked hard for it. And, and, and you're around just so, like I said, so many talented people, man. And so, so, um, so the, it really drives you to be a better artist as well, as well. You know, I started out not sculpting at all. And then within a couple of years, I was doing some sculptures and stuff and everything. And, you know, I mean, and it just got better and better because I was around people that I could pick their brains and, you know, and ask. So I, you know, it was really a, it was really a, a really, really dope experience. And, um, and I'm really glad that I got to do it, you know. But it so. also seems like it, like it, it, your creative side shifted and it kind of, I gave you an outlet to kind of like focus your creative energy and kind of get good at something. Cause that's like anything creative or artistic. There's something about, it. it's just like consistency. It's like, it could be something yeah. so simple, but it's about being consistent and the drive to get better at it. So right. tell me about that shift from music to sculpting or, or whatever it was that intrigued you to, to want to be better at it. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I've never stopped the music, just, you know, the band. I just stopped doing the band because I, I shifted to doing makeup. But, you know, like, uh, you know, the, that whole shift was was interesting because I really wanted to do the band. I love playing in the band, but I was getting better and better jobs, especially when I became, you know, right before I became a, a, a professional, right, right before I got in the union. But um, but my first like PA job was was in Prague and it was for Van Helsing, that movie Van Helsing. Yeah. And so so I, you know, I went there for four months and then I came home and then my next job was Son of the Mask. It was in Australia for six months. And so so I was a makeup PA on set. So I was learning a lot about that and um, and just, you know, how, how makeup artists work on set and, you know, and, and just all that stuff. So, 
So it was, um, you know, I, the transition was easy for me because it was because because this was a real job, you know, <laughs> and it was a, it was a paying job, and then I was getting to travel the world, and and you know, even though it broke my heart to 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 break up the band and say I got to go, guys, but but you know, I mean, at that time too, I mean, we were playing. We were playing the whiskey. We were playing the key club. We were playing, you know, we were playing the El Rey Theater. We were playing like we're we're doing we're doing well, but it's but that's a grind, man. Like you know, and and I'm a huge music fan, so whenever I, you know, I see bands come through, you try to support them and try to buy their merch and do that stuff because I know that 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 grind is real. It is a grind, you know? <laughs> yeah. and you know what? So, the the hard thing is though, it's like you know, with any gig that you're doing, even like traveling to Prague for four months, like yeah. you, you you say it like it's you know, oh, it's just traveling. But, you know, working and traveling, just that is a grind. You know, it's like it doesn't right. matter what it is. It's just the fact that you're away from home, that you're in a new environment, and then you're focusing. And the cool thing is you're focusing on a project and watching it kind of take different, you know, shapes and kind of get to different levels. But, you know, no matter what it is, when you're on the road and doing a gig, it's a grind. And I think it yeah. doesn't matter what it is, but it's just as long as you're – you know, working towards something and you see that kind of like gratification of it coming together or getting finished, then it's right. like, you know, you contributed in a, in a way that was like for something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like when I first was traveling, I was in my young twenties, man, you know, I was like 23, 24 or something. So, so the priority was partying in that, you know, and so that, that was, that was about, that was about it. And now, you know, just the last couple of years uh, I spent, I've been home for about two years, three years now, but before then I spent about four years off and on all over the road in Montreal and in Georgia. And we shot Osman movies. I next I was in Montreal doing that. And then at the same time we were back and forth from Atlanta doing Guardians of the Galaxy Two and then Avengers um, Infinity War and Endgame. And so and you know, I was on these the- are all like unbelievable movies that you worked on. There has to be a comic book nerd in you that's like dude, this is amazing. I mean, because oh, any, you know what I mean? There's gotta be a moment where you're like, what was it? What was a moment on any of those movies or maybe each one where you're like, God, I love my gig. This is crazy. Oh, all the time, man. All the time. There isn't a, there isn't a moment. Anytime you walk, uh, like we finish a makeup and, and you're like, you know, we hit, we always try to hit a new time, you know, like, you know, and do it a little bit faster and, and do it a little bit cleaner. And every time, like, I think like, the first time we, especially on Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I, I've been doing some TV before that for years, and I, I kind of bounced out of, I bounced out of um, doing feet. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was one of the one of the first um, like big movies, me going back to, to, to do movies and work on movies. And uh, and I remember like we did our test day, and I, and I, did, I was doing Karen Gillan's makeup as Nebula with Christopher Nelson. And um and we did that makeup and we nailed it and we had a couple That's test times before. Too. Super yeah, it's, it's a it's a really um you know they did an amazing job uh, on the first movie to design it and everything because we didn't get to really design it but we kind of reworked it and um but it's a very it's a very difficult makeup and they did it I think in four to five hours the first time and we were expected to do it in about two and a half to two hours. Oh my god! And and so um so it was a lot of pressure for us and and. Uh, but it was a really, um, it was really gratifying to to nail it and to get it really clean. And and one of, excuse me, one of the first test days was uh, we did a bunch of ravagers and then we had everybody like line up and all this stuff. And it was like 
it was to see everybody in full costume and full makeup for the first time and all that stuff. And even that was just on a green screen. It was just a camera test, but it was so dope. It was like, yeah, because you see all the colors, you see everything, you see all the designs coming to life in that moment, you know? Yeah. And, and on top of it, I mean, of course, like the guardian stuff has such a cool aesthetic. So all the, all the ravagers are all these, you know, they're all space pirates and they have like the, their costumes are awesome and like all that stuff. So, so it was, it was a, it was really dope. It was, it was, you know, that was one of the, that was one of the like, whoa, cool, cool. Moments, in in that know? context, too, it's like you know your canvas. It's people most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, like you know, there has to be a, a you know, you know, actors or whatever that get frustrated just having to stay still or just like wait hours because, like, some of that stuff to stay still and just wait for it to be painted, like with little itches or little things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you deal with like the little quirks that I'm sure actors? always have when you're painting on them for well usually usually like when i when i approach a long makeup say it's like a two and a half hour makeup and we're mainly working on your face we try to do it in stages right so we sit down and we go okay cool so you know usually the gluing on is about an hour and within that we always are talking through people of like you know hey yeah if you got if something's bothering you as I'm going, tell me now, because now's the time I could change it. You know, now's the time I can kind of adjust it for you to be comfortable and like, and, you know, and so, so we're very much, um, we encourage talking and, and, you know, and, and, and feedback from the actor at that point, because then, you know, once, once we glue it on and, and once we clean all the edges and everything and we get to paint, it's, it's kind of, it's a done deal, you know, like, like as we're gluing it, we can kind of remove it and, you know, put it in different places and, and make it comfortable for somebody. So, you know, uh, usually we try to do, we, you know, if we have the luxury of, but we try to build in our time, you know, we, we take a little bit of a break, you know, a little bit of a stretch break and, you know, and let, let the, let our actor stand up, take a little stretch, do whatever, um, eat some food if she needs to or something, you know, and then, and then 15 minute break, we come back to it and then we finish painting and we finish the rest of it, you know? And so we kind of usually build in a little bit of a breather and then, and then, and then try to just, you know, sit down and knock it out. But you know, that I've been very fortunate to work with, um, work with just awesome people, you know? And so, you know, even if it's, if it's in the morning, we're like playing music and stuff. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're like, you know, have a little stretch of it. Try to try to, yeah, try to get loose a little bit. Like, you know, and we usually have a good conversation if we're doing something, we'll, we'll talk about something, but it's always, we're always moving. Cause of course the times the, the clock's ticking, you know? So, um, but, uh, but you know, I, I've been real lucky that I haven't worked with any, any, uh, problematic actors or yeah, yeah no I, i've been real like everybody that i've that i've had got worked in super awesome I really work with so um if you don't have those you know i mean I, you know sure you have a couple of the horror stories but like you know i mean hey man also you know you don't know what people are dealing with in their normal lives right. in this in this so it's like you know if somebody's dealing with something like i just, i don't take it personally because i'm usually like hey like you know that might not be you know, I know that I didn't do something bad. And if I did something bad, I'm like, Hey, my bad, you know, but, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but all in all, you know, I think everybody's, you know, just trying to, trying to make a living and get through their, get through their day and do their thing, you know? And so do the hustle, you know, man, do the hustle, Yeah, the hustle, the hustle. So, real. So you also were a, a, a makeup and special effects artist on mad TV. Is that where you met Krista by chance? Yeah. Yeah. Krista Flanagan is my wife. Yeah. We've been married almost, almost 10 years now. And, um, That's amazing. Yeah, and I, I met her on that. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good show for me. Uh, my friend, Jen Aspinall, um, she was the head of mad TV for years and she had worked with Krista for years and she brought me on, and um, it was 
the second to last season, I believe, of, of the first of like the, you know before it came back for its little run that it just did. But um, uh, but yeah, I, I came on and I met Krista, and um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always feel like I, sketch comedy is like a little bit smaller of a window for you to kind of get what you want out of versus like movies. I feel like there's a little bit longer of a schedule to kind oh, of definitely. things out. So how oh, do you kind of stay creative in those short windows? Versus the long windows. Well, that, that I believe that you know, uh, after I, I went from doing movies at like big blockbuster movies at, at the at the at the uh, effects house when I when I first started, and then and then I left the effects house, and when I left, I went into TV, and I went kind of went into doing sketch comedy, and so I did. Um, I got to and I, I met up with Jen Aspinall and she's like the queen of sketch comedy, man. She's done all like every show. And so uh, so she was real gracious enough to, to, you know, I went on as her key on a lot of stuff. And so I worked on Chocolate News, the David Allen Greer show. Nice. Um, I worked on uh, I worked on Mad TV. I ended up taking over. Um, I did. I was the department of for workaholics for seven years. And I saw so, that so even though you've done all like really funny and fun projects that like push imagination, push creativity. It probably pushes your sense of humor because you have to have some kind of dark twisted sense of humor to work on all these things because you know, directors are asking you for the most ridiculous possibilities. You know, what is the most crazy request you've had on any of these shows that just Uh, sticks out that you're like, you really want me to do this? Okay. We're going to do this. Um, you know, there's, it's hard to, that's a tricky one, but you know, just off, off the cuff, I think there was a, there was a workaholics episode that Adam Devine wanted to have, um, flame pubes. So when he kind of pulled down his pants a little bit, he had, he had like, he had like shaved his pubes into flames. And so that, that was a good one. Um, I think I took like a piece of a chest hair, like a lace chest hair piece and I cut it into flame shape, and then we had to have him shaved down. And then when we <laughs> laid it on top, it was we could make it look like flames. Yeah, so so that's a good one. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna test my artistic endeavors to the max with this next project. What are we doing today? Flame pubes, perfect. <laughs> Copy that. Um, you know, there's I I think with with you know what we do, what I do is is um, you know, there's a lot of times like I just don't. You just you just do it with a straight face. You just do it. You know what I mean? Like like because you don't like I said. Like I don't know if they're uncomfortable doing this. Like I don't know what that. You know what I mean? So you just kind of you just do it with a straight face. You do it like you know you, you show up like a pro. You don't be weird about stuff. I mean, we, I've painted a lot of naked bodies and I've painted a lot of you know stuff like that. And you just kind of you have to do that in our in our gig. And like you just just you know nobody wants a weirdo man just to show up just show up and do it you know and so um and you know what you you like right now it's such a cool thing because you're not you're not recognized once for what you did you're recognized twice for two major shows two amazing sci-fi tv series one is uh star trek picard right yeah other one was mandalorian i've got tons of questions first about mandalorian because nobody really knew or saw that series come about and yeah. you kind of got this. I, I'm sure you were a Star Wars fan, you know. If you're not now, uh, yeah. I mean, always so, since since I since I can remember seeing stuff. Yeah, I had a bunch of Star Wars toys and everything. Yeah, yeah. so you get this glimpse into the gig, like you like you're seeing this series before anybody's gonna you know see it. That's got to be a moment where you're like, this is 
why I do what I do because you're you're pushing your creative powers. You're creating something nobody's ever seen or really knows about yet. And yeah. judging by the crew and the people and how it's kind of put together, you know it's just going to be put together well. You know, so oh, tell yeah. me what that whole oh, yeah, process definitely. was like for you. Well, you know, I mean, for both shows, first, um, my, you know, I do The Mandalorian with my buddy Brian Seip, who is the first guy, you know, I mean, I've been working with Brian for for tw- almost 20 years. I think I've been in the union now for f- 14 years and I am before that. So so I've known him for about 20 years and um, I think over 20 years now. And uh, and so, you know, Brian, uh, I've been real fortunate. Brian gets amazing jobs, whether it's with Lego Legacy FX or with, you know, just just, you know, he gets amazing jobs and, and, uh, and I've been really fortunate to come on as his, as his second and, uh, and help him and, and do it. So, um, and then with Star Trek, you know, shout out to James McKinnon. James has been doing uh, Star Trek stuff a, a bunch. He did discovery. He's done, I think this is like his seventh Star Trek series that he's worked on or something. So, um, so he's kind of, like <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And so, um, so, you know, it's real, really cool that, I mean, in my wildest dreams, could I ever have thought that in the same year I was going to get to work on Star Wars and Star Trek, both in Los Angeles, by the way, too, which is like, which is like, you know, never, I think, I think the Mandalorian is the first time that um, other outside of like reshoots for stuff that the entire principal photography has been done in Los Angeles. And so usually it's in Pinewood or, or, you know, or somewhere in London or something like that. So, so, um, you know, uh, Thanks to John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni and uh, and them for keeping it here, you know. And so, um, you know, uh, you know, it's awesome. So, with the Mandalorian stuff, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll start out by saying I can't say too much. I can say a little bit, but I'm like right, Luke, right. Lucas Lucasfilm don't like don't like you spilling those secrets too much, you know. So, <laughs> um, but I can definitely say like you know from the first time there when we were doing camera tests on stuff and everything. And even just the little bit of sets you have, like the sets that they had set up and everything, um, you could, it was just this, this like, oh my gosh, it's Star Wars, you know? And like the first time, the first time they had a droid come around and like also too, like when they have droids on set, they're full on, you know, three and a half, four foot tall radio control. They come come in, they come in and they do their whole thing and somebody's on, you know, or one or two people on radio control. So like, you know, I mean, to just to see that right away, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the coolest stuff ever, you know? And, and, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I'm truly fortunate to be in the place that I'm at with it all. And, and, uh, you know, and you, you just, you know, filming that show, it's like with the final, you know, because we shoot, we shoot a lot on this thing called the volume, which I know that they've talked about, but it's a, you know, and you've seen it on the gallery, the Star Wars gallery, uh, right. the Mandalorian, right? And so we shoot on that a lot. So you, that's the first time that you actually get to see like what the set is. Because usually you're on a blue screen or you're on right. something and there's just like a little bit of a set. So you don't really know what the whole environment is, you know? And so this show is, you know, a little bit different because you're or very different because you're like, oh, there's the environment. Like we're standing in it, you know? And um, and uh, and so that that was, you know, that's an amazing you know, like, well, it's like you like, said, you were, you had all the Star Wars toys and now you're playing with bigger toys, you know? Yeah. 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 And we're getting you're in the world. Some, yeah. We're getting to create some stuff and we're getting to come up with some characters that you, you know, that we've always loved and, you know, and some seen some stuff. So, um, 
Yeah, it's, well, it's, and it's, it's also pretty like, awesome. You know, like as a Star Wars fan, like I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. It's like, it's it's always going to, they're always going to like be great movies to me. But you know that there's some liberties that some directors or some kind of, you know, maybe it's George Lucas with the prequels or it's, you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy with the, the later ones. That everybody kind of takes their own take to direct it to be something. But what was sure. so great about Mandalorian, it was like such an organic show to watch. And it kind of tied in so many parts of that universe and every episode. I mean, I was completely, totally in every single episode and you had different directors, different people writing different parts of it, you know? So like to see just how it all kind of came together was kind of a phenomenal experience from episode to episode. So, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, it's rare where it's like you're doing a gig and you realize that it's much bigger than what you may be able to conceive even in the moment, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you, you get that feeling. Like I, I feel like when, when I'm on a movie set or you're on, like when we're doing any of the Marvel stuff, you're kind of like, you're there and you're like, like all the Avengers stuff, all this stuff, you're there and you're like, this is going to be awesome. Like, there's no way this is not going to be awesome. You know? And you're like, like just the way that, the way that everybody's conducting themselves, the way that the crew is, everyone's super pros, the way everything kind of, you know, you can kind of visualize, but you're like still like, you don't know what the worlds are going to be. And, you know, and of course music and special effects and all that stuff like, you know, but just the vibe is like, you're like, dude, this is going to be, this is going to be cool, you know? And, 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 you know, I always kind of, you know, whenever you're working on a movie or a project, like you can kind of get the idea, like you can kind of like, you know, I don't know. You just feel it in the air, feel it in like, like this is going to be something special. And, and that was no different than, than, than working on Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, well, and, was... the, and, and with what you do too, it's like such, it's like everything with makeup and special effects, it's, it becomes a character in the story. It becomes such a dimension in the story. So like when you see that things are elevated on every level from the writing to the acting, to the yeah. look of it, it, I feel like it raises everybody's game to a level to just completely just ascend and elevate everything, you know, like, Oh yeah. Even just looking at your credits. It's like, I knew you were a badass just by looking at your credits. I was like, Mm -hmm. this guy is working on every great sci-fi series or comic book series or company. And it's like just the company and the resume that you have speaks for itself. I mean, in Avengers infinity game and end game, I mean, infinity war and end game, both those were probably two of the best Marvel movies ever made and maybe ever will be made because they were just so powerfully good story-wise, makeup-wise, look-wise, special effects. So uh, tell me what it was like on those specific movies because Marvel always kind of does things on another level, kind of like Disney or, you know, Lucas. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's – yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, um, I mean, for that particular – for those particular shows, uh, I was, I think with Infinity War, um, I just did Nebula on the, on that show. Like, so like there was a lot of, you know, um, so I was basically there when she was there and, and, uh, and she was in it a lot, but, but, um, and then, and then all the stunt stuff too. So we would do our stunt doubles and stuff if the schedule worked and everything like that. So, um, so, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of that movie that, that they shot without us. And then there was two crews going and stuff like that. So like, you kind of like, you're like, Oh, like, and with, when you're there too, you have no, 
especially with those movies. We had I had zero sense of what really is happening because th- there was a script Infinity War. Wow. I believe I read a script for that, but it was it was a complete fake script. It was like it was like maybe I think it was like a couple things stayed in it and that was it. And then the rest wow. of it was like completely different. And um and I had to like sit in the room, like check everything in, sit in the room. Someone stood, sat across and stared at me, <laughs> like hands on the desk. You know what I mean? Like, like don't mess around with it. So um, but uh, so so you know, I mean, you're just there and you're just seeing everything and you're like, you know, yeah, this. I mean, this looks cool. You know, what I mean, like yeah, you, you know, when they sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, when, when you're sitting there and they have like the bottom of a ship you know, landing and they've been, and it's like to full scale and like, you know, and, and then, I mean, the top of it, you know, they kind of end the ship like as the watchers walking, but like all that stuff, just like the scale of things and everything. And like, that's one thing like Marvel, I feel like always does, you know, and always pulls out. Yes. Like the scale of the, the, the props and the sets and everything like that is always like top notch, super badass, super huge. Um, the Mandalorian is the same, you know, and so you're just you're like, yeah, I mean, like I'm standing here and this looks cool. Therefore, when they, you know, when they do all the magic that they do to finish this thing, like you just are like, yeah, this is going to look awesome, you know. So do you get do you get to the point where you're like, I don't need to see it. I've already lived and breathed <laughs> everything, you know, or do you get to the point where it makes you want to watch it once it comes out just to see what it was. Oh, well, I'm a big fan of all these movies anyways, right. man. Like I, I love superheroes. I think superhero movies are probably my favorite movies, you know? And so, um, so, so, uh, no, I'm, I, I, I can't wait to see it. I usually go see all these movies opening weekend, you know, oh, like, that's like, awesome. I'm, I, I'm, I'm in it. I mean, it, unless we get to do like a cast and crew or something like that, like the week before or whatever, you know, or something like that, I get to previously see it. Um, but uh, but if 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 there isn't a casting crew, then I yeah, you, like I drag Krista and we're like we're in, man. And That's so awesome! I know she loves all that stuff too. So it's just like score. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, it's very cool, you know. And um, you know, uh, no, I don't. I don't want to let it get, I, I wouldn't let it get to my, like, let it get stale. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm, a, I, I know that there's, there's a line of people out the door around the corner that would, that would love to be doing what I do and doing these makeups and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I know that. And so I know to stay very, uh, you know, grounded thankful positive with it all because because you know i mean i'm here and and like let's make it happen let's make it good let's you know you know and and i want to be there and so so no i don't want to get i i don't um i don't feel like i ever walk into a place i'm like eh, whatever you know what i mean like like you're like you you can't i mean your job is pretty much one of the coolest gigs in hollywood that's what's so it's cool so when you were doing nebula for example like, uh-huh. you know, you're probably doing a shoot for maybe a couple of months. Do you have yeah. to take pictures of Nebula every day to make sure that the makeup and everything is the same, like Pantone color or like, you know, is it shades or is it like little markings that have to be? How do you keep track of a character's little kind of like traits to make sure it's consistent from day to day for every shoot? Yeah, with with, with Nebula, we do a lot of we've done a lot of prep with her. We've done, um, you know, I have, we have like the, the pieces come kind of pre-painted from the shop. So like, they're like, have a base paint on them and we have to like tie it all. And then, and then add the finishing touches too. So, um, knowing what colors, like, cause we get to do a lot of 
testing, you know, and so before before we walk into ever doing Karen's makeup or Karen's test stuff, we have a lot of the colors kind of figured out. And, and especially when we get to shoot, when we show up to, to start doing final camera tests and shoot, like everything's dialed in at that point, you know, and so except for like, we're like, maybe we could shape 30 minutes off of this and over the run of three months or whatever. But, but um, usually I'm doing it with a partner. So I usually take one side and he takes another side. And then, you know, as we go, like you just know, you know, I always make a note, like to start out, I usually have a full, you know, page of notes. That's like, you know, this line goes here, this does this. Um, I, I do uh, a lot of the beauty makeup on them too. So, so at the end, like I, you know, you know, you just, you have all the colors pre-mixed, you have everything down and like, you just do it like step by step by step and every day. It's like the same steps and you look at a checklist and you're like, okay, all right, all of this, this line goes to here on Nebula. I always like the lines, the very on guardians Two we, after we put everything down, we'd have to draw black lines that like went straight down here and, and straight down our face and everything. Right. And we use like a, an eyeliner felt tip pen. And, and, um, and the first couple of times we did it, it was so nerve wracking because you just did like a two and a half hour makeup. You, like it's all flawless. And now you're going to draw this big fat black line, <laughs> like down her face, you know? And, and like, I remember the first time we we're just like, sweating bullets and anybody's like walking up in the chair we're like don't move like like <laughs> oh god like don't screw this up you know what i mean and so um so you know uh i, I think it's just you know when you start a makeup you really just start to analyze it and break it down and like what like you know hit all your beats and hit all your stuff and then and then halfway through you're you just you have it memorized you know i mean we we do it so much i think i've applied that makeup almost a hundred times at this point. And so, um, and so I think the net, if we get, if I ever get to go do it again, I think I'll like within like 10 times or something like that, I think I've done it 90 times. So, so, um, so, you know, uh, at that point you just kind of, you just show up and you're like, all right, let's make sure we let's, you know, like I, if I were to do that, I haven't done the makeup in a couple of years now, you know, since, since, uh, infinity war, but, uh, or since Endgame, sorry, but, um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure if I showed up now to do it, I'd be like, all right, there's, you know, I think you would go, yeah, okay, cool. Like, this is what this is, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, we've done it a lot. <laughs> are there any challenges that you find creatively that, that are more alluring? Like maybe it's horror films or like the comic book genre or the, or is it something that you're like, I've never done that. That would be so exciting to work on. What, what is like a, a project like that, that intrigues you creatively? I mean, I'm living it right now. This is it, man. I'm doing, really you, know, you know, I'm doing Mandalorian and and, uh, and, and Star Trek. I, I love doing character makeups, you know, um, character makeups are, are my, that's, that's kind of my jam. So, uh, you know, anything that, you know, uses the actor underneath that I can kind of, you know, tie in and, and make happen. That's awesome. And, and, um, and I really like doing female based character makeups. Cause I like doing the beauty aspect of it too. And tying that stuff in. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a genre that I, you know, I, I don't think you're, I've, you're I've hitting done... all the hits. You're, you're, you're yeah. basically cruising through all the hit lists, man. I, I've never done a horror movie, like a real, uh, horror, horror movie. I, I got to go a couple days here and there on, on American horror story with my friends, uh, uh, Mike and Aaron and um but uh but I've never like worked like full time on horror stuff or anything like that but uh you know the uh, you know 
Hey, not that I want to, but I don't love, I don't love, I don't love dealing with blood so much, but, um, that stuff gets really sticky, but, uh, but, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm doing, I don't, I don't have any, I just want to work at this point too, at this point in our stage of our, you know, everything that we've been going through the last five months, you know, like, I'm like, Hey, I'll just, I'll do anything, man. Like, you know, I'll, I'll just work, you know? And so, um, so that's all right. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about uh, Star Trek because we kind of, we glazed over that, and I'm sure every mm-hmm. Trekkie that's listening is like, "What are you doing? You you passed over Star Trek." So mm-hmm. tell me what that was like, uh, and what what specific characters that you were working on that were challenges, or or things that you know inspired you to kind of maybe it was old Star Trek movies to maintain a certain look or vibe. Uh, well, well sure it's, you know you know organic. Yeah, definitely. I mean th- that that. Uh, Star Trek is a very well-oiled machine in the way that they are like, okay, Balkans have this particular thing in their, uh, in their, they have like, I mean, James has, you know, um, uh, in the trailer, he's got, you know, diagrams of like, you know, Vulcan eyebrows are an inch down and in this, this shape and this and this, like, wow. like they, they've been doing this, they've been doing it and, and he inherited all that stuff from, from Michael Westmore. And like, they, they have everything, like they know, like this is, you know, uh, you know, eyebrows are this and they start here and they go here and we had diagrams and we had everything. So, so, you know, I mean, with, with that particular show and Vincent Van Dyke and his, um, his, uh, shop, the Vincent Van Dyke effect, uh, they, they make everything. And, and his, his awesome wife, Sasha made all the hand brows and all that stuff, her and her team. And, um, so that show is, uh, it's just show up and make it, make it perfect. You know, and and um, and I and I worked on uh, Peyton List's character Narissa. Um, uh, she was kind of like my main, I guess my the main main person I worked on on the show. And uh, and then I just did you know every other. I was the th- I was the third his his co key, but but it was Rich uh, James is the department head, and we were Richard Redlifson and I were the uh, prosthetic department uh, with with James, and so. Um, so, you know, I mean, all of them are challenged, but like the biggest challenge is just you have, you know, brow covers because you're putting fake brows down and everything and everything has to just look flawless, you know, and, 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 and those cameras and all those close-ups and all that stuff, like you could see, I mean, especially it's right here in front of your face, you know what I mean? So like any little edge or anything like that you're seeing, you know, and so, so I think that the biggest thing is just to do it flawless and to do it in a right amount of time. I think we, we give our, everybody an hour and a half, hour and a half to do a, a, you know, a Romulan makeup, which your ears and brows and, and, and I had a beauty makeup too. So you're, you're, you know, it's not, um, it's not luxury time, you know, and some of the guys, some of the other Romulans all had big prosthetic foreheads, you know, and so we had to, you know, and sometimes they were made for the person. So then it would fit like butter. It was just like, you know, a puzzle piece and you just pop it on and it clicks and you just do your thing and it, and it works. And a lot of times though, they, they're not made, they're, they're generic, generic made. And then we're fitting them to people. So, so all of that was always a challenge, you know, I mean, you know, when they're made for somebody they're they, you know, Vincent does an amazing job of tinting the silicone to the face, you know, very closely. So like, you're just tying, you're just doing tie in washes of colors just to tie in, you know, the reds and everything and just the breakups of what natural, what's naturally there up here. But a lot of times when you're doing generic stuff, you're getting pieces that are, um, that are, you know, five shades a little bit different than what this is, you know, and, and, you, you know, and some, 
someone's a lot more olive and you got something that's like really rich, you know, and, and red, you know, or something like that. So you're like, okay, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? So like, so that, that show was always a challenge with that because we did so many makeups day in, day out. And, and I, and I helped to organize and run the background and stuff there. And we had days that we were doing, you know, we had weeks over and over. We'd have 30 to 40 prosthetic makeup artists alone doing, doing makeups just nonstop, you know? And so, um, you know, but also that, I mean, that showing up to work and you have, you know, 40 of, you know, our, our top, our top guys on our roster, guys and gals on the roster, you know, that are, that are all throwing down awesome makeups and this, like, I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's, it was just a really amazing thing to be with, you know, and be around every day. Cause you're just like, you get to see everybody. Everyone's got good stories. Everyone's asking questions. Everyone shares, you know, Hey, I did it a little bit this way and I did it this way, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, that show was, that show was great just cause you know, we got super lucky that Picard was here in Los Angeles and, and that we were, they really threw a ton of makeups at us with Borgs and with all this stuff. And, and, uh, oh, it and, makes yeah, it exciting. I mean, Cause it's like, uh, it's like, you know, not to put it in Star Trek terms, but it's like new frontiers. You know what I mean? You're just like basically doing new kind of, uh, you know, challenges to elevate each character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was super dope. And, and then you're, you know, and the Borgs all kind of had, a little bit of a different spinoff this this season than, than we've ever seen them and stuff like that. And they were kind of getting healed and regenerated. And so, so it was like, you know, I mean, all those sculptures, all that stuff that came from Vincent's shop, it was super dope, um, you know, and, and, and it's always like matching skin colors is my favorite thing to do is my favorite painting is because that's the, that's the trick because this is real and this is not and like where does it blend you know and like you know that's the magic trick you know and uh and so um i'm sure lighting know, i'm sure lighting is like another obstacle like you could get it right in the chair or something and then when you see it with you know lighting and is you know maybe it's outside lighting where it's actual you know lights uh sure how, how do how do you make the adjustments or do you just kind of like know visually it's going to be a little bit darker with this light or yeah I mean sometimes yeah and sometimes when we get to set and we do a like we'll we'll take like our touch up kit and our stuff with us you know and so some, like you know usually there'll be a rehearsal or something and you'll kind of watch it and be like oh yeah you know what I need to pump up a little reds it's usually slight adjustments it's nothing that's like like oh shit we're off the mark you know what I mean like like usually it's like slight adjustments and and we can make as we go and you know, uh, an, an adjustment that you're usually sometimes making, like if you're have somebody that's uh, on one of the one of the episodes, I had this um, tall share. He was one of the Romulan uh, bounty hunter guys, and um, and he was in a fight scene, and he kept getting hotter. So this is he kept getting flush, but you know, and so so he just kept he kept getting more red because he's and he and they had him in like a turtleneck thing, and it was hot on set, and we're shooting in santa clarita during the summer so it was a hundred and a hundred and a million outside you know and so um so so you know i mean so so as that goes you just you know i i have the reds that i know there you know and i look at look at what he's doing here and then i just start to and you make an adjustment like as soon as they're like between takes or something Is yeah that yeah 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 i have little portable airbrush stuff or we you know or you do it by hand like yeah we have a bunch of little you know, I got a couple little tricks and tips that I've learned along the way. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just try to, I mean, that's it. You don't have time. You know what I mean? They're shooting. They're not going to like, they, you know, I mean, they, they care, but they don't, 
usually go stop unless it's something that's like glaringly wrong, but usually they don't stop for makeup. You know what I mean? Like, like we're, we're just supposed to have it all, you know, make it work, you know, and And and, and a lot of, you know, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. Just, you just, you know, you just make it work. And, 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 and usually you're around, you know, Richard and I would be on set and Richard would have something if I like, Hey, yeah, like I need a little matter, but he has something and I have something and we just, you know, and you just, you're there as a team and you just make it work. Yeah. Would you say like one of your biggest obstacles is, is time? Is it the time factor or is it like materials or is it shit like getting, you know, makeups or shit? Uh, as, as to what, like time, like obstacle for. It's like on for, a project. Like, is it like if a director's expecting, you know, um, a certain character to look a certain way, are they expecting it within a reasonable time frame, or is it like maybe it's a prosthetic that you're working with that the material is not exactly what you had hoped? You know, maybe it would, maybe it doesn't bend in a certain way, or yeah, sure. I mean, when you're doing generic stuff, that's always that's always a challenge, you know, um, you know, because you're trying to fit something onto somebody's face, and and you know, you can get close to it, but there's always going to be you know, somebody's head shape is a little bit different. And then like, if it's a big forehead, it starts to like buckle in weird places. Cause like you laid it down flat here, but it's got to go and you got extra material or something, you know, like, like right. there's always, you just have to fan it out, massage it and, you know, blend it down. Like, um, uh, you know, I mean, that's the biggest challenge. Usually materials, like usually we're, we're pretty well prepared, you know, I mean, you know, usually nobody's throwing too much stuff at us. And, and, and usually with the shows that we get to work on, we're, um, you know, they're hiring us because we, we, we know what we're doing, you know? And, and um, so most of the time, if we tell people, Hey, it's an hour and a half, then they're like, okay, cool. And like, that's what we build in for an hour and a half. Not, not, you know, so you guys kind of gauge it. You, you know, like, Oh, this oh we know exactly. exactly. Wow. Like, we, like it's the age department that runs, like we set up our whole day. I schedule when I was doing Star Trek, I had grids of, of, at this time, this person's going in to get a hair wrap. They go to this person at this time. They go to this, and then they're out of the wow. chair and wardrobe at this time. And we map out everybody, and they know exactly, you know. And then the AD department knows exactly what actors going where and who, what, you know, what what makeup artist is doing that and what it like. We have it, we have it scheduled to a T because because especially with that kind of stuff, there's so many moving parts that if you don't have it organized, it's a mess. You know, I mean, it's just not going to get done in an efficient time. And then it looks bad on us. Nobody, nobody comes and, you know, is going to point the finger right at you. They're just going to point it at the team and that, the, the, you know, and that system is broke, you know what I mean? If it's not working. So you, you know, we all pull together our talents and just make sure that, that, you know, everything that we're doing is going to be a complete system, you know, from, from, Everything of scheduling it, everything of making sure that the appliances are there. I mean, Vincent Van Dyke, when they make their whole setup, they bring us boxes that you open up that has the ears and the forehead, and we have the the actor's name on the top of it and the browser. And like when we assign browse, so like when my makeup artists show up, I had name tags. They show up that their entire set for their actors right there. There's everything's done and done, you know. And so so there's no. No, we don't have time to to wing it. You know what I mean? Like, like every like we make sure that you know, and that's part of this the job too is you know just you know being prep. being an efficient prep. Yeah, being being very efficient at that, and being very efficient at, at um you know just making sure that you know what we're doing. You know, well, what, and, what's and so what fascinating expect. for me to interview you? It's like 
you know, I find that makeup and special effects, that 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 whole dimension of film, you guys are like the unsung heroes because film is such a visual thing, and it's like you know, a lot of these characters they they're not convincing if the makeup's not right. You know, it's like it. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen, and I know you're like this too, where you've seen so many films or TV shows where the makeup's so bad, it completely, it doesn't matter what the performance is because the makeup, it's like that Tide commercial where you see the stain, you know, it's talking (laughs) over the person. You know, it's like if the makeup's bad or, you know, like whatever you're trying to create for the character, it'll take you out of the movie. So it's like, I know that sense of uh, that detail. Like, I really feel like makeup and special effects, it's, it really is the unsung hero of film because it's such a visual medium. So uh, like how how do you find inspiration from your either your collaborators or even other teams of people that are working on projects that you're not working on that kind of elevate your game? How do you find that inspiration from those people? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. Like when you see, you know, when you see stuff come out of out of Europe or something out of you know out of out of England or London or whatever, and, and you see something and they've done something amazing, or or you know, or when you know when Richard Redlibson posts something on, you know, or when somebody posts something, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like how they do that. You know I mean? Uh, I mean, definitely the, the, I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of uh, reality TV shows and there's been a lot of stuff about special effects makeup, you know, in the last couple of years. And so the, I think that, you know, the, the, the awareness of it and the idea that people know about it more um, is definitely, you know, it's, it's all over the place. And so there's a lot of people that, doing you know pretty good stuff there's a lot still have always to learn you know and to look at stuff but i mean for me i just approach it i know what's right and wrong at this point i've done i've kind of done the gamut of like you know how to i know how to glue things down like you just like you just make sure that everything everybody's comfortable everything's done the right time and everything's prepped and you know you just then you just show up and you know, you show up and do the gig. Well, we talked about that, like the importance of consistency and you have one Emmy under your belt and now you've been nominated for two, for two of the best shows that are doing, that are really showcasing makeup right now. So that's a great feeling just to see that you're recognized for the work that you, and the time that you put in for all this, for all of this, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's super dope. And it's not just me. I'm with two amazing teams on both, on both shows, you know, and, um, and, and you're really as good as your team too. You know I mean? I could have done an awesome makeup. uh, You know, I did, um, I did uh, Natalia Tena's uh, Twilight makeup for the Mandalorian on episode six. And so that's the name, that's the show that we're the, the episode that we're nominated for the Mandalorian. But like, you know, if, if the other, if the other guys showed up and, you know, and they're, and it was flopping in the wind or doing something like, you know, it wouldn't happen, you know? And so, you know, everybody showed up, everybody did amazing stuff. So, you know, I'm real fortunate to work with, uh, you know, teams also too, that you're not, you know, you're not like, come on guys, you know, no, you're, a lot of times I'm like, Oh, like we all push each other. Cause you look at somebody's stuff, you know, and you're like, fuck man, like that is good, you know? And so you gotta, all right, all right. Like I gotta, like and it really focuses that's, that's you like in the band, and the band aspect. That's what's good sure. about you having been in a band because you see uh-huh. that group mentality. Like that's what I love about being in a band myself. It's like that group mentality when it's like you are a part of something that is much bigger. Like the sum of the parts are greater than you know what the individual can do. So it's yeah, like definitely all of that. I, I feel like is what makes it so great. It's that you know, that group, that team effort, that momentum that everybody's kind of carrying each other and pushing each other. Um, yeah. There has to be a blooper. You've had, you've had to have some, uh, 
some bloopers of when, you know, maybe there's like a shot and then somebody's ears fall off, falling off or what's like a one funny moment where you're like, shit, I can't believe that happens. Let's, let's, let's get back to work on that character. Um, yeah, I'll tell you one. Like, I always like whenever like I don't I don't think that they're funny. I I think I think about it and I cringe and I'm like, oh, you idiot! Like you know, like yeah. um, on on uh, on Captain Marvel, we did. Uh, I was doing Ben Mendelsohn's makeup, uh, Talos makeup uh, with um, with Brian, and uh, and one day. Um, we put on his ears and his ears were supposed to be, you know, kind of straight up like this. And one day I think when it was setting, uh, it, it went back and my ear ended up being like this. And then, and then I didn't see it till we were already like going to set. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like are you kidding me? And, and I think we had just told everybody to watch their ears. And of course I'm doing number one in like his ears, like in a broken antenna. And so, um, so we had to get to set and we tried our best to fix it. But also Ben was such a true, like, you know, when they shot his thing, he kind of cheated his head and like, you didn't see it. So like that was, and then his ears were damn straight from that day forth. And, uh, and, and, but I mean, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of, you need those moments because that's what also pushes you to be better the next day or improve on any other movie or set, you know? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I feel like every time I kind of do, when we have these big long runs and you're doing these makeups all the time, you kind of fall into like a little bit of a trance. And also you're like, our mornings are 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m. mornings oh that you're God. there in the trailer. So that's not waking up, driving there. Like, like you're, it's like, Jesus. and then you're there for, you know, 16, 18 hour days or whatever. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, they say it's going to be different when we go back after, after the vid, but I don't know, man. And, um, but, uh, but, you know, after a while you're just you're you're kind of tired you're trying to you know you're trying to do this thing and like you know and then but it's always a wake-up call i feel like every time i'm kind of doing a long run there's always like one day or two days it's something kind of is a little bit a little bit off that that i see that i'm like all right all right snap back into it let's make sure that 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 shot doesn't happen again you know so alexi those days are few and far between because you're nominated for two emmys you're working on the biggest yeah, projects, nice. and you know I look forward to seeing what more you bring to the table. We'd love to have you back, maybe another nine or ten months, and just see what yeah. else we're working on. You've been such a phenomenal guest, man. And, oh, thank uh, you. We wish you nothing but the best, and thank you for being a part of Wake Up Hollywood, man. This was a truly fascinating interview, and thank you for taking the time. And uh, we really appreciate it, man. You, you are right, thank a you, badass, Nicole. and we're going to collaborate on music. And yeah, man. Projects with makeup, whatever it is, we're gonna sure. work together on something, man. Awesome. I look forward to it. And hey, thank you very much for having me. Good take care.